All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. All right, what's good, everybody? Happy Monday. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosel for yet another Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take. And you see the graphics on your screen. First and foremost, we've got to welcome in a couple new fantastic sponsors to the show. You see behind us as well. First and foremost, Crown Royal. Welcome to Leafs Morning Take. How's it going, Rosie? It's good, buddy. I like the sponsors. That's down my alley. A little crown, little uh, little DoorDash. Let's go. Yep, DoorDash aboard as well. Happy to have them as well. And uh, throughout the season, throughout the weeks, uh, we'll have some sponsored segments, some fun stuff with them. Even with Crown Royal, I love drinking Crown. It's one of my favorites to sip on uh, during a hockey game. So fantastic to have everybody aboard here. How was your weekend, Rosie? Was solid, buddy. Was solid. Yeah. No complaints. A little bit of time at the rink. One last time at the golf course, and uh, now we are full on winter mode. I think golfing's done. Time to focus up. Give that shit up. Concentrate on hockey. I should say what up to everybody in the chat as well. It's filling up really, really quickly at the Leafs Nation four hundred one at the Leafs Nation four hundred one where you could subscribe for watching right now. Just search Leafs Morning Take wherever you get your podcasts as well. Yeah, mine as well. Like. Dude, there's so much optimism in this market. Like it's it's really really weird for a team who shit the bed yet again in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The way this season has started, like everything's been great. It's been peachy. Um, I think we're all waiting. Well, at least I'm waiting for like that first hit, that first jab in a boxing fight. How this team's going to react? But I will say we're going to get into the game. It, it impressed me quite a bit because uh, watching that game, I was texting with you. It was four three. I'm like, here they fucking go again. Like they're going to blow this game and. They were resilient. If you can call a team that was up 4-1 resilient, I thought they were. But 
it's a very, very positive atmosphere. And you know this, I'm in this market on a daily basis. People are feeling good about this team, Rosie. Yeah, as they should be. They're uh, they're at the top of their game. They're peaking right now. They got a chance to make a run, and that's their intention right now. And all you can do is put together the best team you can and, and start off well. That's exactly what they've done. Are they going to run into adversity this season? Of course they are. Are they going to you know, have all the ups and downs that any team in the history of the league has had? Of course they are. Is it going to happen tonight? Maybe. We don't know. But they've started well. That's all you can ask for. Austin Matthews, our best players are being our best players. Nylander looks sharp. Um, you just really couldn't have put together a better start to the season, albeit it's only two games. You got to keep that in perspective, but there's reason for the market to be buzzing right now. I have to give uh, credit to the Maple Leafs for signing Ryan Reeves just strictly because he's just, they've just created so much content for us and specifically yeah. for you as a former tough guy and fighter in this league. Two games and two Ryan Reeves fights. So I want you to break this one down with Marcus Foligno from Saturday night, Rosie. Well, the thing to me, the biggest part is the hitting parade he went on. I mean, that's old school running around just buries two guys, especially at the end there with big clean hits and then a square off with Felino. You can see him. Felino's looking a little, you know, a little hesitant, two guys fighting big square off and they both go right hands and try to get a couple in there. I think Felino got a good ride in there at some point in time, but Reeves confident as usual you know, sticking out there, leading with his chin. He's not hiding anything. He's, he's being the aggressor out there. And that's what you want to see. At the end of the day, it's uh not a bad little fight. I think he dings one more in there and lets the line he's get in solid. But to me, I mean, the proof is in the beginning of that shift when you're running around sometimes, you know, the best scrap is one that comes after you just put their team in a position where you just burying guys with hits and saying, are you idiots playing hit hockey? Did you show up today? Or am I going to be doing this all night? And their tough guys got to come out and be like, well, shit, I guess I'll have something to say about that. It just feels amazing. And Revo is just controlling the whole ice surface, that shift. So when you're one of those fights, like how, how much do you have to keep in check? Those like mini jabs. We've seen Revo do it a couple of times, like defending that. Is it difficult? You just eat them. It's kind of all you can do. But I mean, I, I preferred switching hands and getting away from that. Yeah. Um, these guys, just two big boys, just locking on with their lefts and and chucking with their rights. It's a pretty standard way of scrapping for two same sized players like they are. But those little jersey jabs, I mean, if you got a real good grip on the guy's shoulder pads, it's not going to work. But if you miss your grip and you've only got jersey, you got that that leeway to to throw those little jabs. And I mean, you line your knuckle right on the end of his chin. It it. It feels shitty. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and you're you're the fight guy, right? I I wonder. Yes. Is it just me? Is it just me thinking that Revo throws too many bombs? Like, do you like the way? Do you like his fighting style? Is it something that could be maintained over an 82 game slate? Like, I don't expect him to fight every night, but to me, it just brings back memories of any tough guy who's played for this team, Colton Orr. Like, I remember his scraps back in the day. Your scraps, Georgie Peros, when he's on the Montreal Canadiens. I, I won't lie. I'm just scared he's going to get popped one of these fights. I think he knows what he's doing. He's, I mean, he's leading with aggression. He's leading with confidence. He's, you know, Colt Nor, the way he fought, he led with his chin just to get as close to the guy as he could and threw just an absolute bomb of a right hand. I mean, he was a scary human being for, for a long time there. And at the end of his career, it opened him up for, you know, buttons to be landed right on the jaw. And you get, you get put down a couple of times, that thing becomes weaker and weaker. And by the end, Orzi, I remember feeling for him because yeah. he was getting buttoned a 
few times in a row and that that's no fun to see a guy go through that but um i'm not going to critique anything about reeves fighting style it's pretty standard it's it's grab on left hand get your big reach going keep him away from you as much and and try to get in in tight when you're the one throwing and try to time your punches where you know, you can bring him in and land one and then get back to cocked and get your left arm extended where he's away from you again. And he knows what he's doing. But, you know, if you're if you're too if you're too confident and you're you're leaning in too much and trying to land too much of a bomb, you leave yourself exposed and you get too close to him and leaves yourself open to get one landed on you, too. But I mean, he's been doing it long enough. He knows what he's doing. It's very early, but it's been a tough start for the analytics nerds out there, man. Like Ryan Reeves, the impact he's made early on with this organization, this team. I don't know if you saw the video over the weekend as well. He got the championship belt after game two. It should have went to Matthews, but Matthews had it from game one. Obviously, he's going to pass it off. Gave it to Revo. And I I love the line at the end after the Matthews speech where he was like, Revo, you got us going. Like these guys understand what this guy's all about, what he's bringing to the table because you know, I've been talking to a lot of people the last couple of days. What do you, how do you feel about Ryan Reeves, you know, fighting and how he plays the game and stuff like that? I'm like, the best part about this, Rosie, is that Ryan Reeves takes all the attention off everybody else. I don't know about you. And again, it's very early on in the season. There's not much in terms of narratives and storylines to talk about. Nobody's talking about anything else but Ryan Reeves, which is great. Like, I, I think he steers the attention away from other guys. Totally, man. I mean, it was a bit of a, a gamble bringing him in. People are like, we've had this guy before. He's going to be irrelevant out there. Well, you watch that shift that led to that fight. That's not irrelevant. And I'm starting to notice a little bit of a shift here now in the NHL where you're kind of going back to that guy, not necessarily like a heavyweight scrapper type, but a guy that can run around and hit. I mean, that went away there in that 2014, 15, 16 era where Let's just loaded the whole lines, all four of them up with a skill player and get some college guys on the fourth line and <laughs> just really get the X's and O's going. And I, I just think that it went the opposite way for a reason. You you can open up space for your skill guys by putting a, a Reeves on there. You can open up momentum. You can open up energy and you run around, you're hitting guys like that. It puts their team on their heels. It gives your star players a chance to get a little bit more room out there and feel more confident on the ice. He has been effective through two games. There's no question about it. Uh, there's going to be a time where, you know, maybe he's doing a little bit too much with the extracurricular stuff. He might take a bad penalty that leads to a costly goal. That's going to happen throughout the course of a season, and people are going to be nitpicking him for that. It's it's coming. Yeah. It's 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 uh, unavoidable when you play that style. But so far, it's been absolutely effective. The guys seem to take to him very very well. And like you said, there's not you're not sitting there going, Mitch Marner, where are you this year? What's wrong with Mitch Marner? You're not saying that. You're not saying any of that. And it takes yeah. the spotlight off the guys to be able to do their thing. And that's part and parcel to why they brought in a guy like Ryan Reeves, that polarizing sort of uh, demeanor to him. And I think, you know, he's done a lot for that room already in terms of just galvanizing the team and dragging them into the fight. There's a couple other guys in the roster. We love that as well. Ty Bertuzzi, Max Tomey's off to a cold start, but he's that type of player. And I do think it's contagious. And you can obviously speak to that having been in an NHL room before, and I haven't, but I think it's contagious. And ultimately it'll come down to the Stanley Cup playoffs. And if this team is truly different, but so far so good, Passing with flying colors, defense, bit of a different story early on, but certainly have a lot of time to rectify that over the last, uh, what, 70 or 80 games of this NHL season, continuing tonight against Chicago. Brought to you by our good friends over at DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer. Thanks to DoorDash. You don't have to worry about cooking dinner or running to the store. Let it all come to you, Rosie, for a limited time. Our listeners and viewers can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. 
and enter code NATION25. That's NATION25, NATION25 for that discount. Please, the offer, offer excuse me, is currently only valid in Canada. Subject to change. Terms apply. Again, welcome to DoorDash and welcome to the Austin Matthew Show, Rosie. What a story. Already has 15% of last year's total of 40. Guys on fire. What's he on pace for 276 a lot. or something, I think? I yeah. <laughs> Who gets two back-to-back Hatties to start the season, man? Something about starting the year with this guy is just on a different planet than every other guy who who plays this game. How you get that hot, I don't know, but the guy's shooting the puck. He's feeling confident. I mean, how many, two, two goals at least have been scored from like almost on the goal line. He's just seeing it. He's finding it. He's paying attention where the goalie is and where his attention is. He's finding the spots. Um, he's just a goal scoring machine, man. People are talking about him getting a Hattie for the third. Like, let's settle down. I mean, it, it's just a, it's never good enough in this market. You want to last forever. You literally want him to go score 276 goals this year. It's a little bit crazy, but um, all, like I said at the beginning of the show, all you can do is be happy with what's happened so far because it's everything and more that could have been expected from this group, especially Austin Matthews in particular. Did you know that he has a chance to become the first player in league history to record three consecutive Hatties? And that's why I think people want to see it. And if there's a right opponent, a right team, a right dream playing Connor Bedard, I think it's tonight. And the way he's shooting the puck with conviction Last year seems like an afterthought. Just the confidence he's playing with right now reminds me of a couple of years ago when, of course, he won the Rocker Richard and the Hart Trophy. Well, yeah, I think it took 12 games for him to get six. Yep. When he scored 60-some, I mean, he's on pace to just rock and roll. And is this pace going to last? Of course not. It's impossible. But uh, fuck, what do you, if, he, uh, if he does it again tonight, I mean, it's just ridiculous to put getting a hat trick on anybody in this league, but he's done it twice in a row. Like you said, the opponent isn't exactly the most uh, solid opponent on the planet. They're not playing the cup champs or anything like that. So he'll be shooting, man. I'll be hitting that Patano uh, shot prop over on Austin Matthews. I imagine he's going to be shooting, but I just don't believe that he's got in his head. Oh, I got to get a hat trick again tonight. That would be insane. But stranger things have happened in the game of sports. And that's why we watch. Dude, did you see Nathan McKinnon got 14 shots on goal the other day? Like, I play beer league hockey, and it's a struggle to get, like, two shots on goal. What's the most – how many shots yeah. on goal was, like, the max you got in a hockey game in the NHL? Like, two? Two. Yeah. Two. Like, think about yeah. 14 shots on goal and the exertion of that. He didn't score. Like, Mackenzie Blackwood on Saturday was out of this world. 51 saves in that game and a 2-1 win for Colorado. But, like, how do you put 14 shots on goal? It's crazy. I don't know. To blow by 10 is insane. I remember when Phil Kessel first game with the Leafs when we were playing, he got traded there and he was shooting like a wild man. I think he had six or seven shots, eight shots. People are thinking that's nuts. 14. I've never even heard of. I didn't hear that till just now, but holy shit, you're shooting the pill when you put 14 on net. Dude, like that's a workout in itself. 14 shots on net. Mackenzie Blackwood deserves a lot of credit. Uh, Speaking of goaltending, Ilya Samsonov, I thought, okay, for the second straight game. Uh, having said that, in the third period specifically, when it's a 4-3 hockey game, so I referenced off the top, the Leafs had that game in hand. It was 4-1. Obviously, it changes to 4-3, but I thought Samsonov made some big-time stops in the second half of the game, and you have to credit goaltenders sometimes. Like I think it's so difficult to play at any game, never mind one that back and forth like that. The team's not really playing defense the way Sheldon Keefe wants. We see that a lot in the month of October, but I think Sammy, in the second half of that game, shut the door, and that's what you need from your number one. 
Big time. Um, I mean, it's not always the stats that you look at at the end of the night and that tell all the stories. Sometimes, you know, there's some weak goals that go in some deflections and some screens and you can't really hold that on your goaltender. But what you need is that save when you do break down defensively, you make that mistake. If if you pay for it every time, it's just going to be so hard to win games at a consistent rate. And if you can make the odd mistake, which every team makes mistakes every single night, there's no one that's played a perfect game. And when you make that mistake at the wrong time, you know, late in a period, when you have a lead, when you've got momentum, a little cough up here, a little mistake, you lose your guy, you open a lane and your goalie can bail you out once in a game, that crucial time, it that's everything, right? It gives the team that extra shot of life, like, holy shit, we just got away with one. And you can go on with your business and realize you got away with one. But a good goaltender back there behind your team that can give you that once or twice a game can make the difference all the time throughout the season. And and Sammy's proven that he can be that guy to make that big stop when needed. And luckily, he's got a ton of firepower in front of him to make up for any uh, mistakes that do happen. How many crown roll shots out of 10 would you rate the performance of Willie Nylander through two games? Dude, I'm at about 15 at this point. Like the guy, we knew this already coming into the season, Rosie, like they're going to have to pay Nylander, but the way he's skating with the conviction, the power, he he's downright dominant. Like I, I have not seen again, granted very early, but I haven't seen Willie Nylander this dominant ever in his career. Like he, he's, he looks like a superstar. Yeah, and it's being overshadowed by Austin Matthews' start yeah. to the season, obviously, no question. But I notice him out there so much. I mean, aside from the six goals in two games from from Matthews, Nylander's looked like the best player out there. He just he just flashes across your screen. You just see him. It's just a confident poise with that puck. He's just always licking his chops, saying, "Give me something, like give me that lane, give me that hole." He just he wants it, and he's flying. He's playing with tons of confidence and conviction and rightfully so he's got a lot to prove right now. They haven't signed him. They haven't given him his bag that he wants that he thinks he deserves. And he's going to, he's going to put him in a spot saying, you don't want to sign me. Watch what I do out here. I'll force your hand. And you know, the Leafs might've found themselves in a perfect position with the salary cap going up as much as they predict it could next year. That could open up the difference between where tree living and the Maple Leafs are and where Nylander's camp is to make them be able to bridge that gap, get him signed up, Core four will stay together, and uh, rightfully so. I mean, you you can't let him go when he looks like one of the the best players night in and night out. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it's a cap world, and there's got to be casualties, Rosie. If if he wants ten million bucks, they just can't make it work. Especially, I think John Tavares will have one year left on his contract unless they can find a way to. I just don't know how you move on from the captain. He came home and stuff like that, and a story for a different day. But at any rate, like I think it's positive. It's, you know, regardless of the situation, it is what it is. They haven't re-signed him yet. Doesn't sound like anything's close on Nylander too, but like, I love seeing him play that way, man. Like it's, he's progressed every year he's been in this league. And I think at this point, he's on a pathway where he deserves every penny and he's been a fantastic story. And I think you're so right because Matthews has been good and, and that, you know, the primary apples from Marner has been really, really nice. And some other guys have been a great story. We sort of lost sight of Nylander and the start he's had to this season. And you almost forget that we set that December 1st label. Is he going to still be a center? And it took about two weeks before he was no longer a center. Remember that story? Yeah, I do. I didn't want to put much stock into it at the time because it was just uh, probably a flash in the pan idea. Give him some reps in, in preseason, see what it looks like, whatever. I mean, he's capable of playing center, but at the end of the day, I, 
felt they're probably going to find it's not their best option. And he's back to the wing. And regardless of where he plays, he's going to look dynamic and solid and confident. And he's going to be he's going to be dominating like he has been the first two games. He looks you notice him on the ice every time he has a shift, which is difficult to do in that league, but he does it in spades. Dude, Sheldon Keith played the shit out of the Minton line in the third period. It was like a seven, four game. And he just rode them um, because I, I felt in the first, first half of the game specifically didn't see much of them. And he's doing his best to insulate and shelter his younger players, specifically Minton. Um, obviously the nine game threshold is going to be one vital one to, to watch on Minton. I think mixed reviews so far, it, it definitely looks like a player who this is not preseason anymore. And there's going to be some tough nights at the office sometimes. Yeah. It's a different story when you're playing, uh, when you're playing regular season games and it's a, another level up from that as well, when you get to the playoffs and you know, you got to be able to evolve and adapt to that, that speed and intensity that comes with it. And, you know, did anyone think he was just going to be dominant out there as a 19 year old through his first couple of games in the NHL? No, um, they're going to have to make a decision with them for sure. But yeah, by all means, when you're up three goals in a game and it's late in the third, you run those young guys, you take looks at them, you get them experience, you put them in positions to, uh, to gain experience. That's what it's all about. And, you know, you could call that, you know, resting your stars and doing load management to certain players. It's a long season. And if you've got the game basically in the bag and you're deep, you can give those guys, you know, a little break. And, you know, that's just a little bit less of a percentage of them getting hurt, less of a percentage of them, you know, tweaking something on their body and and running the energy rate out of them. It's, it's a good time to do it. It's, it's win-win for both parties. Looking forward to tonight's one as well, Rosie. So game three of the season and uh, Connor, Connor Bedard in that sideshow rose in the town. I don't know if you saw earlier today, Taylor Hall was sort of asked about the sideshow and how he feels like Bedard's taking on too much and doing too many interviews. And I understand that. And, you know, lots being made of him, not only in the States, but here in Canada. But it reminds me of way back when in the Lou Lamorello era in this market where guys like Matthews and, and Marner and Nylander were, were pretty much not allowed to do interviews in their rookie season, which at the time you're like, this is the weirdest shit ever. But then you take a step back and you're like, well, the Lou Lamorello effect was uh, taking precedence there. And it, it makes a lot of sense because it's been a lot early for Connor Bedard. And again, he is everything to this franchise already, but there's going to be some long nights for this team. Yeah, it's, it's quite the sideshow. And I think you got to tip your cap to Connor Bedard being a kid that young with that much attention. And you could call it that much pressure on him. He handles it well. He stays humble. He answers the questions in the right way. Um, every guy that I've talked to who's had an actual personal interaction with him said he's been fantastic. He's, he's down to earth. He's humble. He knows what to say. And all the greats are like that, you know, like the Crosby seemed to learn from Gretzky and, you know, these guys understand how to work the media and whatnot. But if I was the Chicago Blackhawks, I would have my PR guy, you know, you got to have a, a flat out template for what you're going to do with this kid. Yeah. If you, if you allow it, everyone and their dog down to the, the mom paw shop basement podcast is going to be trying to get an interview and he just like us? can't. Yeah, for sure. He can and he can't, and he shouldn't I, have to do all those interviews. He should be able to be managed in that sense. And yeah, people want to see him. Yeah. He's a brand. Yeah. You got to, you know, market your team through him. That's all fine and dandy, but you got to have a template on how you're going to manage his time and his interviews and who's talking to him and what they're saying about him. And you got to shelter him a little bit. And that's the PR guy's job. And I hope they got a good one there because they need to help that kid out. 519 fishing. I think Mitten is on a 10 game, uh, 10 gamer right now, rather, I should say. 
TML rights, who plays center when Minton gets sent to juniors. I think Pontus Holmberg would find his way into this lineup if that were to happen. But again, you don't want to put the cart before the horse. Uh, there's plenty of time between like game nine or 10. I don't really think that's the threshold either. But I think they're going to give a long look. And if they continue to win, this guy's going to continue to play. I think if you're a coach, there's no way you change your lineup until you lose a game. Looking forward to seeing Joseph Wall make his season debut tonight. We speculated about this last week, and I think it's the right rotation they have in place. They got Sammy in the season opener. They got Sammy on the first Saturday night game of the year. So we're going to see Joseph Wall in there. And um, as we've learned time and time again in this market, you can never sleep on any opponent. I know Chicago's at a rough start. They really can't score. Taylor Hall's back in the lineup, and they have that Bedard kid. So I think it should be a fascinating start for Wall here. Oh, for sure. You got to be ready. They they do have some firepower. I know they're a team that's kind of doing a rebuild and trying to get their feet under them, but any team can beat any other team in the NHL this year. I think the Maple Leafs know that they've learned that over the past. You don't want to have these trap games and these sleeper nights anymore. And a big night for Wolsey too. I mean, he's going to be there. He is their number two right now. And there could easily be a time where he is their number one. You go in there and you show that you're poised and you're confident and you just look your angles are solid you are moving with confidence you look solid and you're giving them a chance to win every single night they're going to go with that guy who's giving them that look there's going to be times where they struggle and hopefully they ham an egg and one struggling at the time where the other guy's feeling all right and you can switch hit that all season long but wool has a chance to go in there start sharp it's kind of his first full nhl season where he's just going to be one of the two guys on a team all year long most likely get in there, have a good start, get your confidence going early. It's a big night for him. And we'll be looking for him to, uh, to be taking control of his crease tonight. I think ideally what I want to see from this tandem is like something similar to like a Boston or what a Vegas has done in the past is, is Linus Allmark usually starts two games in a row. Then they go to Swayman. And I, I think that's the proper way to start, especially somebody like Joseph wall, the pedigree, but the fact that he hasn't played many games in this league, like get him, get his feet under him kind of thing, but actually like give him an opportunity to grow and and breathe. And I think the opportunity is there. I think they've made it pretty crystal clear that they feel pretty highly about this kid. Yeah, I think so. He's proven himself. He's got the job. So now next step in that is to keep it and make sure that people realize he's done the right thing. So he's going to be in there. It, it's it's going to be a nervy game. He hasn't played. He's It's tough for a backup goaltender, I would imagine. You know, you don't get the reps. You don't get to work on your timing and your angles. You're just doing practice stuff. And, you know, I would imagine it's a little bit easier because when you're a starting goaltender, you're playing back-to-back nights, back-to-back games. You, you get to rebound from, you know, a bad experience. If you're the backup and you have a bad game or you don't have it one night, you got to wait a long time with that hanging over your head. Then when your shot finally shows up again to get another game in, ooh boy, another shot. If you blow another one, that's going to be a long period of time where you haven't been playing well. you got to wait another pretty long period of time before you get another crack at it. It's tough. And that can weigh heavily on a guy's mind, I think. So it's important to get off for a bit. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Big start. I think confidence is going to be huge for Joseph Wall this year, and he seems to be a kid that's got his head on his shoulders and, and can handle it. Daniel Campbell writes in, Samuel will be fine. It's only two games, boys. Let's not kick him while he's down. Uh, we're not doing that. I'm, I think we're just, we're talking in general about this position. Sammy is on a one-year contract. He hasn't looked great. I think there's some skeptical people out there and Joseph Wall is an up-and-comer. So you want to see more from Wall. And I think I want to see, ideally, I want to see goaltenders push each other. We saw it to a degree last year with, with Samsonov and Matt Murray before Murray got banged up and was pretty much an afterthought. But I think it's healthy for teams to have that. It keeps you fresh. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be competition. It can be like a camaraderie thing. Like, this is our house. We have to switch, hit it. Um, I can't play every game, so we're going to be, you know, leaning on each other to bail each other out. Um, If one guy's struggling, the other guy can help out. Like, lean on each other and and make it kind of a a team, two-man team camaraderie thing where you're switch hitting that crease and doing everything you can to, to both get better, push each other in practice, work on bounce ideas off each other. And I think the best tandems uh, in the league are guys that, uh, that understand that sometimes it's probably a little bit difficult when you've got like a hall of fame, number one, that they play almost every single night. And you really probably feel like a second fiddle. And I don't think these guys need to feel like that. They can both kind of, you know, maybe, Sammy's going to play more games, I imagine, but you can be that team atmosphere where you're you're leaning on each other and you're you're a duo out there. So I don't mind it when they do that. And there, like I said, there's going to be times where where one of the goalies isn't playing the best, and it's up to the other one to to step up his game and bail him out. Man, it's like sometimes Sheldon Keefe has like a trigger finger when it comes to line shuffling, and he has to do something. And we saw that over the weekend. I believe the lines mm-hmm. remain the same heading into tonight's game against Chicago. So they flipped Domi and Yarncroke. And granted, Yarncroke scored the other night, but he's playing with Tavares and Nylander. Nyes, Minton, and Domi. What do you make of that subtle little change, Rosie? It's Sheldon Keefe, right? I I don't... He knows the team better than I do. He knows the players. He knows the systems better than we do. And and I'm not going to argue with any of his decisions. I like the idea of Nyes and Domi out there together. They can kind of go out there and and grind away in the corners and and battle that puck out. And they're both got of of scoring capabilities. And playing with Minton out there, we've seen that he can can do some things out there as well. And he's working on his confidence and trying trying to stay in the league for the whole year. And whether he does that or not is... Up in the air, obviously, but I don't mind, you know, small shuffling of lines right now. Again, I've said this before. This is the time of year to do it. If you're still doing it coming down the gates towards playoffs, it bothers me. I think you need to have some solid, solidified lineups by that point in the season. By all means, try what you got. Look for different formulas. Try to find the mojo with with different lines. But 
at some point in time, you got to have a solid lineup where you know what you're rolling. These guys know who they're playing with. They're not going to wake up to any surprises the next day of, oh shit, now I got to adjust, adjust to this guy's style of play. Again, right now is fine. Down the road, I, I really got annoyed last year coming into the playoffs with all the juggling that was going on with the lines. Oh, that was insane. They tried every combination possible. My only rebuttal to that is like, it's two games into the season. Like give these guys a serious look and sure. I get it. You want to get yarn croak going and you love yarn croaks versatility, but I don't know why they have to make a change this quickly. And you've played this game. You've played in this league. I, I just think it sort of fucks with the player's head when you just don't know what the lines are going to be tomorrow or the next shift. It's crazy to me. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, that's a good point. It's only two games. So why are you shuffling? Why don't you just leave it for another two games? Like give the guys a five game segment and then do that three times. Look out over the course of 15 games and say, what was the best gel? Talk to the guys. Who do you feel best with? And you know, those guys will be honest with you. You know, you know, when so-and-so kind of goes down low, I just, I, it's unpredictable. Like it seems like other guys know how to play them, but I, I keep going to the soft spots and you can't find me. I just feel like we're not, we're not, jiving out there and that happens and then you play with so-and-so it's like dude i don't even have to i don't even have to think i just go to this spot and i know he's gonna get yeah. it there and certain guys have that and i think if keith's you know trying to find a formula he'd be smart to give the guys a chance to let that fester and also get their input and get their opinions on it they're the ones out there playing with guys you'd be remiss if you were not getting their actual statements on why they want to play and why because ultimately they're the ones that are seeing the most out there i just happen to think there's such thing as over coaching and to a yeah. degree i think sheldon keith is a victim of it like pretty much every other coach um in this league meantime this week's player to watch is presented by covered bridge potato chips rosie i'll let you go first with this one I'm going with Wolsey. Um, again, it's his first game. He needs to get his feet under him, get that game timing down. That's regular season NHL games. I mean, a big win would be great for his confidence. It would do wonders for his game moving forward. So I'm just looking for him to be solid, poised, and confident in his first game. I think it's a big one for him. I like it. I'm going to go with Tyler Bertuzzi. So a three-game week here for the Maple Leafs scores his first goal over the weekend. And as a member of the Maple Leafs, I think he's starting to find some serious chemistry and be a bit more comfortable with 34 and 16. And on top of that, Rosie, two statement games coming up this week at Florida, at Tampa. And this is the reason why they went out and got Bertuzzi, no? Yeah, for sure, man. They need uh, they need that that style of play covered. And you're going to play a team like the Florida Panthers that prove they are a solid playoff team. You're going to the Tampa Bay Lightning, where whether they take a step back this year or not, they're always solid and experienced. So it's uh, it's a nice week for these guys to get some division rivalries by, behind them. Go to CoverBridgeChips.com and follow on Instagram at CB underscore chips and uh, I, I think it always feels good especially early on here you start three in a row on home ice and then they head off on the road for a five game road trip so I think mm. we're going to get a serious look at what this team is over the first couple of weeks here Rosie I like it get those boys on the road going out for some dinners smacking some vino back and having some uh, laughs I don't know what you're going to smack there I was scared I was, uh... <laughs> love I life on the road man. There. Uh, it's a great time for uh, teams to gel yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know what you were going to smack there. Uh, Vino, mm. that, that that wasn't the answer I had on my list. You're going to smack something else down on the road? <laughs> These guys no are comment, over. but uh, looking forward to it nonetheless. And especially those measuring stick games, right? Like, I think that's, you know, when I just talked about it with Ty Bertuzzi, the measuring stick games to see where you truly are. And again, I'm the first to say it on this podcast of the two on this pod. 
the regular season is just like a buildup towards the Stanley Cup playoffs when the games actually matter. But I think you want to have these measuring stick type games throughout the season to really uh, encapsulate and picture like where you are truly. How do you stack up against these teams? So I think early on, I think it's good to see these type of teams like Florida and like the Tampa Bay Lightning, especially Tampa can't keep the puck out of their net, which we expected right now with no Vasilevsky there. And the Florida Panthers, man, have had a really, really tough start to the season. Yeah, it's it's hard to expect what teams are going to be, man. You, you make runs and it takes a lot out of you and you got to find your formula. And sometimes people, I think, are guilty of just assuming it's going to happen again because it happened last year. And, you know, make no mistake to get the Florida Panthers to do what they did last year took a hell of a lot of work and determination and figuring things out. It didn't just happen. And... I think it's easy for teams to say, holy smokes, are we ever a good team? You go through a summer, make a few changes and be like, all right, well, we're a good team still, but you got to make it happen every single year. And, um, you know, it's only two games in, obviously, but I think it's easy for teams to fall victim to that. And keep in mind, we're talking about measuring stick games and whatnot. Yeah. The Toronto Maple Leafs are, are right up there at the pinnacle of the NHL right now. That's where their team is at. They are peaking right now. They are contenders. And every time they go play a team, it's going to be a measuring stick for that team as well, regardless of what the Maple Leafs think about them. And they're going to get teams best almost every single night as they always do, especially at home when so many players throughout the league, we've talked about this, come home to friends and family and want to put on a big show in Toronto. Toronto Maple Leafs often get teams best, and that's no exception this year when they are as hot as they are. Teams are going to be measuring themselves against that team all year long. Colin M writes in, uh, banging on the doorstep goal for Nyes coming up tonight. Nyes banging mm. PP goal tonight. I like that. I, I, I like PP2 even scoring the other night. It's great to see the Bertuzzi tap in when the second power play unit's getting into the mix too. It just keeps the opponent on edge, uh, knowing that there, there's no shifts off after the, the PP1 guys go off. Yeah, love it. Love it when when both peepers are running. It, it's it gives you confidence to be able to, you know, I know PP1 wants to stay out there the whole time. It depends on on the timing of it and whether they got to set it up and how how quick they gain entry. But when your PP2 is chipping in as well, you know things are going well and you want to see that all year long and have that depth on your power play, which a team with this much offensive firepower should definitely have a solid P2 that can chip in as well. John Gallagher makes a good point. Didn't see much of Patty Maroon on Saturday. Um, I know he left the game briefly, but like, yeah, it's it's a weird fit for him because they had Ryan Reeves and they essentially replaced him with Patty Maroon. And it sounds like they wanted Ryan Reeves back. But as uh, Bill Guerin put it the other day, they they backed up the Brinks truck for Revo. And I get that. Um, but yeah, for what Pat Maroon has done in his career, it was a quiet night for him. But you need character players like that. And certainly we want to see some guys elevate uh, up and down the lineup. A lot of people in the chat confident this is going to be the, the night that Matthew Nye scores. If you do remember, I love the revenge narrative, Rosie. That's big when I gamble. And if you do recall a couple of years ago, that rumor got out there that um, obviously Kyle Dubas was not pleased about, about Toronto's interest in Marc-Andre Fleury. And Matthew Nye was supposedly one of the pieces that would be going to Chicago to get Marc-Andre Fleury a couple of years ago. So I wonder if Nye heard that and said, you know what? Let's score on Chicago. Full circle to bet on Matthew Nyes tonight, Rosie. I like it. Now you're going deep with the revenge. You're going Very layers deep. deep. You're going down to rumors deep. That's all right with me. I, I, I doubt that's his motivation. I think that he just <laughs> wants to get the monkey off his back and score this yeah. year. 
um, get on the board, then things floodgates can start opening. Um, we'll find out later in a segment who I think's due for a snip tonight. But Matthew Ooh. Nyes, I think he's been knocking on the door, and just like Bertuzzi got it off his his back last game, looking for Nyes to do the same. Once all these guys get one behind them, we can let the floodgates open, and uh, hopefully, like Matthews did, it didn't take him long to get the monkey off his back if there even was one. My God, Matthews has been scoring probably since the start of the season on Wednesday. Like it, it really is insane. But again, it brings back the vibes of a couple of years ago. You know, I covered this team pretty in depth before we started doing this show as their uh, their radio host on on Sportsnet Radio, and I saw a lot of Austin Matthews goals uh, in, in a couple of years. A lot of fun to, to watch that. Should give a shout out as well to the Columbus Blue Jackets, by the way. I don't know if you saw this. They gave Jonathan Quick a video tribute. And if you do recall, Jonathan Quick was dealt last year for about seven minutes to Columbus. And he's like, I'm not reporting to that piss tank and never actually went. And Columbus, by the way, is tremendous. I'm not ragging on them, but that's effectively what what Quick did. And he went to Vegas and won a Stanley Cup as their 17 uh, string netminder. But I thought that was a nice little touch. They got They gave him a bit of a video tribute and he was smirking on the camera. So I like that. I did see that he's looking up saying, is this really happening right now? And gave a yeah. little, uh, a little hand up wave and high five. It's fun when teams do that and they're, they're PR teams on top of things. It's uh, yeah. a good way to have a chuckle. If you know what's going on behind the scenes. Speaking of which, if you want a deep flyer on a uh, point prop, we'll say tonight, Jake McCabe first game against Chicago tonight. Ooh. Hey, that's possible. You didn't be getting that. You'd be getting pretty solid odds on a defensive D man throwing uh throwing He's not playing much into. defense sadly right now though. But it's <laughs> uh, been a tough start. Tough start. Owie. Yeah, him and Brody have struggled a little bit. Um, I think they're looking to rebound. It is early. Defense is a very difficult position, but I don't know. You could blame the forwards and say they are so offensive minded. They don't give them much help. But I think the yeah. the proof's in the pudding. You watch the video. It's just odd mistakes, missed, honestly, missed footwork, catching edges, like weird stuff. Not like you didn't know who your man was or you made the most boneheaded play in the world. Just weird stuff that doesn't happen in the NHL too often. Falling down, catching your edge, stuff that doesn't concern the hell out of me. But when you know that is your Achilles heel, perhaps on the back end, um, seeing them not play their best isn't exactly ideal. But I think those guys will be both looking for a, a bit of a bounce back tonight. Thanks to Alex in the chat as well. I forgot Max Stomi, I think, is playing Chicago for the first time too. Last year, he was dealt to Dallas, had a pretty strong pro- postseason. So look out for him. I, I do think it's a unique angle to look at when you're, you're betting in daily fantasy specifically. So Max Stomi and Jake McCabe. All right, let's get to the uh, goal song controversy, we'll call it that. For many of you who missed it on Saturday night, an exclusive with the Leafs Nation. I'm the goal song guy, apparently. Uh, I put out a tweet that is factual, by the way, and uh, Pursuit of Happiness, the goal song you heard on Wednesday, you're not going to hear it again. Pretty much as you see on your screen, I heard the Leafs receive some complaints about the song's message and or lyrics, uh, which again is very, very 2023, but uh, that's it for Pursuit of Happiness, Rosie. Yeah, when we were talking about it, I was surprised I wasn't going to bring up some of the uh, interesting lyrics in the song. Because even when I hear it myself, I'm like, wow, that's aggressive to say that. I mean, he's he's talking about stuff that's pretty frowned upon, doesn't matter what circle you are in. So I was kind of surprised, and I forgot to mention it on our, on our show, but it did come across my mind that that's interesting to use when you know a song is going to have so much attention to it, to not notice that they have a pretty pretty interesting line in there about uh you know stuff we're not 
supposed to be doing at any point in time. So I'm not surprised it happened 2023 or not. Um, and now I don't know if this thing's lost its steam or interest or what I'm just, I'm sitting here going, well, what the hell is the song going to be? Dup, dup, do I don't even know what the hell that I is. I liked it. It's growing on me, dude. I put it on my iPod now. I, I was ripping it in the car home, 45 minute drive back home to see my parents yesterday. Played it a couple times. It's growing on me. It's growing on okay. me. You think it's a winner? They're going to keep it or what? Well, no, they're going with a variety of different songs. As far yeah. as I know, we're going to hear another goal song tonight. But like the way I see it, it's a goal song. Yeah, it's fun to talk about. Yeah, it's Toronto. It's such a polarizing topic. But the fact that all the talk and consternation seems to be revolving around a goal song is probably good news. It means the team's doing well. Right. Yeah, I would say so. And I think the only reason we are talking about it is because the one they ran with for five years was so bloody terrible. We know you hate it. And so some of those clips from you last week are just the one of you singing dreams come true. So good. So bad. It's just like you're at Chuck E. Cheese and you're playing for a legendary team that's making a run at the cup and you're snapping your fingers around like it's some 80s music video. It's bad, bad, bad goal song. Sorry, everybody. But yeah, sorry to everybody who like Pursuit of Happiness game one. You are not going to hear it again. I'm very intrigued to see what, what comes on tonight as we get into the Botano wrap-up presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. What are you looking at, Rose? You're smirking here already. Oh, I'm looking at the chat, talking the chat. about all kinds of things that aren't good. But, Producer uh, Aaron is an Oilers fan. Producer Aaron is an Oilers fan, and it's tough times right now in Edmonton, so I get it. Tough times, man. I laugh my ass off when we're looking at the group chat, and all my buddies are pretty split between Calgary and Edmonton, and I always yeah. chime in with my uh, with my Leafs takes and my Austin Matthews bits, but uh, it's fun times <laughs> right now, and my goodness, uh, just Death Valley for the Oilers as usual. They just, I mean, talk about, the Leafs take so much, so much heat for not winning in so much time. I get it. They haven't won since 67, but talk about a struggle for, I don't know, 12 years, the Edmonton Oilers, their fans have been through it all. I mean, to have three first overall picks, then you get Connor McDavid and then you sprinkle in Leon Dreisaitl. It's just like my word. And they still high expectations. Everyone's ready to rock. Everyone's, got them coming out of the West to be in the Stanley cup final and just in what eight, one blow. Up Come on, man. Uh, this is classic overreaction by Canadian uh, market. These games don't matter. I'm sorry. Yes, and I, I know you do hate it when I matter. Speak. You got to come out with your best stuff. What do you think? They just don't show up and it's okay. It's the no, first, there's 80 games left. Are we going to remember that they lost the first two games to Vancouver in like two weeks? No, they have Connor McDavid and a story and a story. What? Well, they've had them for a while and they haven't done shit. Why Dude, Why are they losing 8-1? It's a problem. You're, you're trying to compare them to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Last time I checked, the Oilers have been to a conference final. They've been a multiple second round. It's not even close. The Leafs are the bigger disgrace. If you want to go that long back, you could argue that, yes. But <laughs> in the short term, you look around and you just shake your head at all the blown opportunities that they have had and how they haven't been able to put it together. And every time they think they got it, they just find a way to shock themselves. It is quite hilarious to watch. I like to laugh and it makes me feel better. Yeah, you have a pulse in that market. I get it. But that that's my perception. I, I think if you look at Edmonton, I'd rather be in Edmonton now because they've made a conference final. They've got close. You can you can start to smell it in the conference final. You know, yeah. I haven't True. smelled anything close to a Stanley Cup in this market since I was born in 1989. And granted, maybe I have because I was born in Montreal and that team has won a couple cups, even though I hate them. But nevertheless, we got sidetracked. Uh, you got any plays for tonight's game, Rosie? 
Yeah, I got Mitch Marner to score. I think that, you know, a lot of the talk and attention has been on other players. And he wants to remind people, hey, I'm around like here it. too. When I go and check stuff out, you're, you're looking at like plus 190, plus 200 for a player of that caliber. I think he's going to break out here and pot one and say, hey, remember me, everybody. I love the call. I will say, depending on price, um, I took it yesterday at minus 130, which is ludicrous. But Austin Matthews to score a goal. I think he scores at least one. It's Chicago, mm. dude. Peter Morazic, give him another video tribute. I know exactly what's going to happen in this game, by the way. I think it's such a classic trap game. We haven't talked about it, and hopefully I'm wrong. But Peter Morazic has been superb to start this year, and he seems to play well against the Leafs, too. So, like, I think if you're looking at a saves prop, too, I would take the over. I think they're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at this guy. Uh, but I think Morazic's going to step up in this game. But, but Matthews, if you can find him around minus 130 to score, I like those odds. I've seen him in the twos, man. I mean, Vegas Crazy. is protecting themselves when the guy's potting the way he is right now. Uh, my money's on Mitch, but any <laughs> if you're if you're picking Austin Matthews to score a goal in a hockey game, you're you're not doing anything dumb. Shout out to our boy Sammy, by the way, or it could be a girl. Uh, live uh, love, excuse me, from McKay, Queensland, Australia, watching nice. during a night shift. So we got reach on this show, Rosie. That's pretty love impressive, it. but. They've got some summer hockey leagues. Well, it's our summer, their winter down in uh, Australia that I've got some buddies that went and played and had an absolute blast. I've never been, but it's definitely on my bucket list to get down to Aussie land and uh, see everything they have to offer down there. And uh, I believe today is official the one month uh, prequel to the uh, two Sweden games for the Leafs. Those are going to be an adventure for us. I think one of those games at eight Eastern time in the morning. So you won't be watching Mm -hmm. that. That'll be very early my time, but uh, that'll be interesting. I think they got uh, great fans over there. They got some really cool, unique barns with with really cool atmosphere and character. I think that'll be fun for the Leafs to go over there. And Sweden, my goodness, there's a lot of nice things to look at over there. Yep. Love Sweden. Been there a couple of times. And I love the fact that producer Aaron Bordado, who is just in one right now because he's an Oilers fan, going at it with Travis Houston in our chat right now at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe to this madness because Travis is pretty much chirping the show while he's watching the show and effectively is subscribed to the show. But wow, surprise, Rosie is off off of the Nyes bandwagon. I don't know when Rosie ever said that. And then um, I guess Aaron responds with shit talking the show while you're watching live makes sense. I like that. <laughs> Don't get on an Oilers guy bad side when they're having a tough break. Which oh, that's what happened here. Right? I think that's got to <laughs> have something to do with it. I am not off the Nizy train. I want a Nizy jersey and he's still my number one on that team. I love that kid. He's going to snipe tonight too. I hope you're right. And uh, shout out to Aaron. He, he, is, he is in one. <laughs> he is absolutely in one. Absolutely in one right now, man. I, I, I'm sorry. It's I do a fantasy hockey podcast, NHL Fantasy on Ice. Make sure to subscribe and like twice a week. It is overreaction time. Like people are losing their shit that Buffalo hasn't won a game and Tate Thompson has no goals. Let's let's talk in like two months. But I'm Mister Long Term. Rosie's Mister Short Term. So if Nice doesn't score tonight, it's 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 Defcon Nine here. It is like what have you done for me lately, League? I realize this isn't mm-hmm. going to be the end all be all the first week of the season, but it is a good measuring stick. Who's, who's got it together right off the bat. Who's come together to put, put together a formula that that's it's working right off the bat. And who's got to go back to the drawing board and got work to do. I know what camp I'd rather be in at this point in time. Yeah. I like that. And Travis did right in to wrap up here. I love this show. Love the boys. I'm sure the producer is a good guy. Even if he's an Oilers fan, he's an okay guy. We've had he a is. couple of drinks with him in the past and he's been pretty decent. So 
<laughs> like the support, like the support. We thought we were getting some uh, some trolls in there, Travis. Good to, good to know you're on our side. We have a couple of trolls in the chat. Uh, Mr. P. Mel Bacon's one of our biggest fans. We love him here. He is right. Uh, we're closing in on 5K here. I think we need your, your your math is a bit off, Mr. P. Mel Bacon, saying we need 300 before 5K. We, we need like 30 more subscribers to 5K. So at the Leafs Nation 401, if you're watching right now or not subscribed, help help us out. We're bringing the magic for you throughout this season. Setting up tomorrow's show, Rosie, we're going to have a recap of the Leafs and Hawks. And uh, Anthony Stewart's going to make his debut as my co-host on this show. And I believe you're going to have something recorded for us, right? Like a Rosie Rants type segment, like Three Hits with Rosie is retired like the goal song, right? Yeah, it went away with Hall and Oates. But uh, we'll see what we got cooking up. Check out the news and see if there's some culturally significant information floating around this fine evening. And yeah, tomorrow night, I'll be hitting you guys with that. And we'll be seeing Anthony Stewart live in my chair. Rosie's rants. That's the new segment I think we're going with. And Rosie's going to find something about the game tonight to rant about tomorrow, right? We'll see. We'll see. See how Okay. Wow. He's being very, very coy and timid. I like that. Maybe it'll be a positive rant about the joyous, joyous start to the season. Hopefully anyway. Maybe it'll be a diatribe on our buddy Travis in the chat. We'll have to, to leave that for tomorrow. So Rosie, we'll talk on Wednesday, but I'm looking forward to this video tomorrow, bud. You betcha. Big game tonight. Sorta, not according to you, but all the best to our Maple Leafs. None of these 82 are important, dude. I'm just waiting for the springtime. Game one, get me cooking, score that first goal, but it's it's a lot of nightmares until then. We'll see. Okay. Shout out to our friends over at Crown Roll. Welcome aboard. Covered Bridge as well. Batano and DoorDash. You guys make our dreams come true, and that's for sure. Many thanks to everybody in the chat at the Leafs Nation 401. Producer Aaron, just hang on, buddy. You're gonna be okay. I got I'm I'm hammering on the Oilers coming up on Tuesday in Nashville, so we're looking forward to that. That's Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.